Hey, this is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dillman, and welcome to Mind Over Magic. So happy to be here for episode 84. How you doing? I'm good. Welcome back from your vacation. <laughs> yeah, it's vacation, but it, it um, it's just plopped in between so much work, it doesn't necessarily... Um, feel like long enough vacation. Yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, so we took took last week off, but uh, you invo- uh, and hopefully enjoyed us live from your dressing room from last mm-hmm. time I was in Vegas. And mm-hmm. it's just weird how things kind of bookend after each other because I'm literally, as we record this, on my way back to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's crazy. It's been a, a like, the, the start of the year feels like it was so slow just coming out of the hol- holidays. And I mean, less than the, the last couple of episodes when I'm just like, eh, what am I doing? Kind of like that. Right, <laughs> right. And now it's just like gung-ho. I feel like I'm just doing things one after another. So I, I, uh, I'm a little envious of your vacation, Matt. <laughs> it, it, it's so hard to get away and everything leading up to the vacation. It just felt like there was so much to get done mm-hmm. before I could actually uh, hop on a plane and go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the things we do to to keep keep our businesses going, right? To keep yeah. our art and businesses going. So. Yeah, absolutely. So- yeah, we uh, we did some. I guess I went to L.A. the day before mm-hmm. and I can finally say what the show was, even though it's not oh, airing yet. It's called good. Celebrity Sleepover. Sure. Yes. I think we talked about it cryptically. Yeah, yeah. But then you posted on social media, so I figured it's okay to uh, to tell yeah. people that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we can say that. So we shot two episodes. Wow. Uh, it's a show where you wear pajamas. Okay. So if you want a little insight, it's a yeah. show about, um, it started during the pandemic. It's hosted by a guy, Johnny Bananas. He was on a show on MTV, 20 seasons of a show. Uh, called The Challenge, and it's a competition sure. show. And he actually won it seven times, so he's kind of like the goat oh. of The Challenge, if you will. Wow. That Now, that's the show that was, because uh, I remember back in, like, MTV when I was watching it, you know, early college, late high school or whatever, that was, what, the Road Rules Challenge at the time, but now it's just, like, anyone from Is that any- the same show? Yeah, I think it's the same show, but they just then incorporated other MTV shows so it wasn't just like road real world versus road rules anymore it was just now the challenge so more people could be involved is my oh gotcha gotcha okay you know more than i you know more than i that's (laughs) as much as i know (laughs) that's the extent of what i know so johnny bananas is the goat so i wore pajamas and my socks had bananas on them wow Yep. Is and that I, why? I, because it's bananas? He's like, all right, bananas in pajamas, and that's like a whole thing? I don't know. You know, it started as a virtual show. So season one was all virtual, mm-hmm. and they'd have guests come on virtually. And then, I'm, you know, the show, I guess, uh, you know, did well. So they said, okay, we'll renew it, but we're actually going to do it in studio. So this was the first season that they're actually shooting um, in person. Gotcha. And, yeah, we did an episode with Austin Eckler from – uh, we we talked about him in a previous episode, running back for the Chargers. Yeah, you had your Ooh. reunion after your prediction. Yeah, after <laughs> I coincidentally bumped into him at my show, mm-hmm. uh, he was there. He was in the audience. His mom had gotten him tickets as a Christmas gift. Right. Um, then there we were, like seven days later or something, uh, <laughs> filming in Los Angeles. So that was really fun. So I did one episode where I performed something sort of tailored for him and Johnny, and then I did a, a an episode. Where I did something just with uh, just with Johnny, and it was it was fun. That's amazing. 
That's yeah, really it was a really good time. And, oh, you know what happened to me? I had everything going wrong the day before, but then I <laughs> landed in Los Angeles and I hopped in an Uber. Yeah. Right? And uh, I found a hundred bucks. Oh. A hundred dollar bill in the backseat of the Uber. I'm like, I felt like I was getting set up. So I reached over and I grabbed it. But I, I felt like that was the turning point for me because everything was sort of going wrong leading up until then. <laughs> and then I, I, I found the hundred dollar bill. And I, I I had no choice, and also it felt like the right thing to do is tell the driver, like, dude, you, there's a $100 bill back here. Yeah, at that point, it's like, you know, that's a large enough sum of money that it's like, well, this belongs to someone. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where, like, it's most likely someone who was previously in the car right. that neither I nor the driver will ever see again, but it's sort of this finder's keepers thing, but I feel like I'm not the one who found it. If anything, it's for the driver. Right. And if he wants to try to reach out to the person, which he claimed he was going to, which is mm-hmm. really awesome too, great. But I you know, I was like, listen, this, is, this isn't mine to keep. There's a $100 bill back here. You need to know about it. I'm not going to judge you if you choose to keep it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because like any previous person that was in the car can claim it was theirs. Cash is a weird thing. It's yeah. not like finding a necklace. Or, or a credit card, right? Or, something or like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, if if he wants to keep it, by all means. But I I knew it wasn't mine to keep. But I did feel like it was a uh, a good omen, if you will. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Do we know when this is gonna air? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> do you want to tell us? Uh, <laughs> <Are> you- <laughs> I'm trying to remember. No, I think it's March. I think they both air in March, which okay. is next month. And this show is what? It's usually the what? After SNL on like Yeah, Saturdays? it airs like, after SNL. Um, hence the pajamas. On NBC, but it's also available on Peacock and stuff. So there hopefully they come out great and you guys can see it. Oh, that's exciting. Very fun. Yeah. Um, on the same token, I'm doing a little thing for ESPN today after we hang up. Oh, no way. Are you allowed yeah. to say that? I think probably not, but you know what? (laughs) ESPN has like this headquarters. I don't know what to call it. They have a set at the link. I don't know if you noticed it last time you were here. I did not. No. Okay. So if you walk by the link on the exterior, you'll see a big ESPN logo. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, I thought it was just kind of like a ESPN brand, like sports book where you could watch the games. No, they actually shoot content there that airs, I believe, on ESPN. Sure. Like wow. I think maybe on like Sports Center and shows like that, Daily Wager, they they sort of like pitch to the person in Vegas, that sort of thing. So I think I'm doing something for that. I mean, I f- feel like that makes sense now with the you know the Raiders in town and the Knights and like having a little sports right. hub, a hub now. Yeah. 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 Jinx. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's great. That's very fun. Do you know what you're gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. I know what I'm gonna do. Um, it it, work, it really is helpful that I was working on football material mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for the Celebrity Sleepover show because, you know, you have things that you did, things that you haven't used yet, but, you know, you have concepts to play with already. So, yeah. Yeah. So I worked on that a little cool. bit before I even jumped on here. And then I fly out to L.A. tomorrow for one more. Oh, very, you know, but I can't say yet. Busy, busy, busy. That's awesome. That's what I mean. Yeah. And this is like how it felt leading right up to the vacation. I know. So I know. just a lot of back and forth on and off. You know, it feels like a different plane every day. But um, once I get back, I should be able to sort of settle in. You know, I have one show tonight here in Vegas. And then I, I come back and shows will resume on thir- uh, Thursday, which I guess will be when this airs. Yeah. Friday? Uh, well, Friday. Yeah. Friday. We record normally Thursday. You know what? Just just edit me out of the whole episode. Just edit me out <laughs> and tell me what's going on with you, because it sounds like you're you're very busy as well. Yeah. I mean, we took two, took a week off and I feel like I just filled it living life for the cast. Uh, but um, 
I was uh, I was supposed to travel to uh, Michigan for a, a school there, uh, and we had the crazy snowstorm, the blizzard, all up and down. Um, uh, you know, New York, New York and the East Coast the week before, and then this one actually, like, canceled because of Omicron. So a lot of things are going on, you know, with cancellations and so forth. Right. Uh, but this one we were able to switch over last minute to virtual, and I was able to, you know, perform, which was a great show. A lot of people came and attended, which was nice. Um, and uh, so right before that show, as I'm, like, getting logged in to do a sound check – one of my props breaks, which I just thought was so funny that we were just talking about prop management and <laughs> having backups. Now, this was like a um, a uh, higher end prop that I didn't have a backup for. And I just happened to like it was my own fault. I dropped it <laughs> and mm -hmm. it just like kind of. Uh, something something uh, broke. I don't want to give away what it is because it'll <laughs> point to you know uh, you know methodology for sure. how, how things are done. But I I knew I could fix it. I just normally it takes like maybe up to an hour to fix sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Shows yep. in fifteen minutes. So mm -hmm. I basically was able to like do a speed version of my sound check and just be like, well, I'm going to go and do a couple things to get ready for the show and like turn off my camera and mute it. And I'm like, let's see if I can fix this real fast. <laughs> I was able to do it the Good. fastest I've ever done it. <laughs> right. Right. And have that ready for the show. So that was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> things like it's that stressful. happen so much more than people would think. I know, but also to play it cool too, like the, the client, and just be mm -hmm, like everything's mm -hmm. fine, and like not show that stress under pressure. I mean, right. that's a, that's a skill. That's hard. It to is. Do. It's a, it's a, it's, yeah, it can only be learned through experience and doing it. Yeah, and I mean, I also knew I could if it didn't, uh, if I couldn't fix it, I could switch gears and try something. Well, that's else, that's important. Know? Imagine yeah. how nervous you would have been if you thought, oh gosh, I have no out if I can't yeah. switch gears. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So that was interesting. Uh, I went to uh, a show down in Georgia. Okay, and uh, it was a it was a it was a fun show. I'm gonna say it was a great. Everyone was lovely. Uh, there was just a bunch of surprises that I wasn't aware of <laughs> coming to the show, Matt. Uh, I got there and I found out it was a talent show, and I was just kind of gonna be headlining uh, at the end of the talent show. Uh, so, uh, it was a little, I performed a little later than I expected to, but it was right. like a whole thing. There was issues with the speakers. So then they kind of restarted the talent show after a couple acts. Uh -huh. and, uh, it was just, uh, it was a, it was a long night and, um, the, uh, they announced the winner right before I was going to perform. Oh no. Wait a minute. Exactly. Okay. Is this a college? <laughs> this sounds like a yeah, college. Yeah, it was a college. Okay, first of all, I'm shocked that nobody told you it's a talent show because I'd done things like this before mm -hmm. where I sort of had to introduce the acts or whatever, or at the very least, I thought you'd be performing right. while they're sort of tallying up the winner. Yeah, that's exactly how I expected once I found out, but I didn't find out about the, like, when we advanced the show or just, they were just like, oh, yeah, come and do the show. So there was no mention of a talent show on my end. Uh, so I cannot I, believe that. I'm just going to say right out the bat, if you're planning a talent show or something, a, an event that's a little out of the norm, let the performer know. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It helps us prepare a little bit. Uh, but no, I was, I, it was one of those situations where I got there and I was like, all right, this is what we're doing. Let me, you know, just get into professional mode and 
I'll help you out. This is what you're going to do. I'll help you with your, you know, your sound system, your speaker. We'll get the lights going because, like, I have experience doing these types of shows. So I was like, let me at least help you to make this the best event that it could be. Right. Uh, And we'll we'll get this all off the ground. So, you know, you just kind of have to be flexible and go with the flow and kind of figure things out and then try and still set things up for success. My one suggestion if you're doing these types of shows is – Hold off on announcing the winner until after the guest performer. <laughs> right. <laughs> because right. a lot of people are there just to, to support their friends. And ideally, you know, some of these shows can extend a little longer. So uh, understandably, yes. once the announcers, un- uh, the, uh, they announce the winner, a lot of people are going to get up and leave. <laughs> well, yeah. And yeah. all the acts are going to leave. Yeah. Most of, uh, Almost all of them, except for one, may be discouraged. Right, right. So, yeah. like, even if they mm-hmm. are sitting there trying to enjoy, their mind is just so el- far elsewhere. Exactly. Like, it's, yeah, exactly. that's hard. It, it, it's, it's tricky. Uh, I will say the people who did stay, we had like a half a full house uh, for the rest of the, for my portion of the show. And it was a lot of fun and they were a great audience. And what I really loved was, and I complimented them, of just how supportive they were of all the other acts and seeing all the talent that went before and i was like hey you know i've been there i've been on the uh one of the most popular and most watched talent shows yeah the most yeah yeah, so uh wow my my uh i my i feel for everyone getting up on stage possibly for the first time now did they have a host they did have a host and he was now was that a hired hired gun or someone as a student Two students kind of were the MCs, and uh, they also had to put on their, you know, they have that vamp skill. It's very important as an MC to vamp while things are going wrong. So, like, the, the, the speaker kind of had some issues, and they did have to restart. So I was, like, helping with the cables and, like, trying to, like, switch out to make sure that it wasn't the cords that was the problem. It was the speaker and find out the solution. So they're just kind of like, you got to do something on stage hosts, you know? So they, 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 they hired you to perform. So basically like you were, you were the highest paid roadie. Oh yeah. 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 I I was, I was performer slash sound technician. Well, let me ask you that. The reason I asked you, I should say Mm -hmm. the reason I asked you if they hired a host is because I mean, so basically the only person that's, that's really paid to be there. Because mm-hmm. the acts are there for you know for fun to compete to perform blah 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 they're students right the person who's being paid to be there is you yes yes yeah so in planning of that event you want to make sure the attendees see the part that you spent the money on <laughs> yeah right yeah right 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 so like it's just an odd odd uh, odd choice exactly. exactly you know to like not <laughs> I don't know I probably would have listen if I if I was you know putting on the event i would i would ask the guest performer mm-hmm. that like does what does this for a living yeah. to introduce the acts as well and i've done that for other you of know course, yeah. um kind of talent shows a lot of, that's very popular on some campuses especially bringing in an act from america's got talent right because yeah, it is connected right. to be yeah. you know the the host of it and kind of introduce the acts but usually that's all known in advance and can you know I can tailor my set and I can break up my set into like little chunks if need be. Kind of like MC. Well, that would be great. A to actually just MC. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but again, planning a show and just being like, uh, all right, you're going to just. Hey, go let me ask end. you this. <laughs> at any point, did you just go over to 
whoever and say, hey, do you want me to introduce the acts? Did you ever do that? At the very beginning, I was like, do you want, do you need a MC for this? And they're like, oh, we already got students that were, they had a whole production for it and giving out Whoa, prizes. Okay. And yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, well, look, you live, hey. you learn. And I, you know, I think, you know, and maybe it just made logical sense for them to like save the headliner to the end, as opposed to like, it might've felt weird to them to like have you quote unquote open, even though that would have been better. Well, not even open. Yeah. They were- or better, the best case is MC. Yeah, um, and I, and I have done just guest spots in like in like it's almost like bringing in a ringer, right? Because you right. never know the quality of the you know right. the, the acts from the 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 talent show. But um, and they were all great, by the way. I will say that it was very fun to watch them get up on stage and sing. There was a lot of singing, a few rapping, a few poetry, some comedy. It was a whole yeah. whole mixed bag, uh, which they were all all great. Uh, but um. Usually it's like I'll perform like during the judges deliberation too. So like just to fill that dead time and figuring that that style of show. Uh, but anyway, it was a, it was a fun overall evening and uh, everyone had a good time. It was just a, maybe a, a longer than expected <laughs> time and right. a lot of a lot of extra duties that I felt like I was doing. But I was happy to do them to again make sure that their event uh, you know went out without a hitch. So right. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and then it downpoured on my way to the airport the next morning. And it was just like, I was a little like bummed because I was just like, I'm going to be damp for my flights. And just, <laughs> it was a whole right. trip. It was a whole ordeal, Matt. <laughs> I understand. Uh, I might be jumping around here, but speaking yeah. of live shows, I think there was a kind of a cool situation where one of our listeners had, had reached out with a funky message. A funky message, yes. If you don't know what a funky message is, you got to go back. Because you can reach us via Funky. Uh, we should tell them in case they don't go back. Okay, so uh. Uh, so what you do, I, I, I thought of this on a whim one day. Um, if you'd like to send me a DM on, on say, like Instagram, for example, I'd mm-hmm. say that's the best way to do it, at Matt Franco. Um, I get a lot of those, so I don't always see them all or not able to get to them and certainly not able to respond. Um, uh, so, I've, But I do want to be able to respond to those that are listening to the podcast because we, we really do appreciate you, you being here with us. So if you just start your message with the word FUNKY in all caps, I don't think I've missed one yet. Yeah. Um, sometimes what happens I've seen is like if you, if you write so much that it breaks it into two messages, I won't see the FUNKY. Oh, right, because it's only showing the second message. First. Yeah, so if you're yeah. writing a long, long, so maybe I have missed some, but if you're writing a long, long message, just like end it with funky. I don't know, as well. So <laughs> funky in all caps, and I prioritize those, and I and I read them, and I reply to them, and one of them was really, really fun um, from a super talented juggler. And yeah. And you ended up being able to, because he invited you to his show, yeah, I'll let you take it from here, but... Yeah, I'll uh, I'll plug this. Yeah, I saw a bunch of shows this past uh, couple of weeks, but uh, this was the most recent. I went yesterday uh, to see uh, Jay Gilligan. Uh, is yeah. a juggler. Uh, I think he lives in Sweden. He said, but yes. he's um he's a uh, part of a uh, he's got connection to the the Water from Mars juggling group that does absinthe, right? I think. Yes, he's, he's seasonally here in Vegas. Yep. Yeah, one and of the I founding members. Taught- he, he taught juggling in Sweden, and, and I guess that group was, were his students at one time years ago. There you go. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he's, yeah, he's, a, he's the professor of juggling in like a school in Sweden, which is crazy. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. So he has a show. It was a limited run here in New York. Uh, I think he's got like a one or two more weeks here uh, called Reflex Show down in Brooklyn. And uh, it's just, it just was amazing to see. It's a very... I, I was really inspired. Like I had not known Jay. He reached out through email to to invite me to the show, and uh, 
it was kind of his passion of just the of finding out the history of juggling and he's so creative and kind of taking this more artistic approach to juggling that um kind of was launched by uh, michael motion who famously kind of had this um had this artistic bent to juggling and making it more of an art form and it ties into all these discussions that we have about magic as an entertainment versus art uh you know that constant debate that people have uh but he has all these contraptions and machines and uh just like he's like so technically inclined to just have these <laughs> amazing juggling machines and everything like that and there's something he does i don't want to give away everything he does in the show because it's just like i've never seen a juggling show like it and you got to see it it's so people can still see it right now i believe yeah yeah uh-huh. um i think it goes to the the 19th of February here in New York, and then he's going to bring it probably elsewhere as well. Uh, but just the, towards the beginning of the show, you know those little um, Newton's cradles? The, like You see them usually on a desk. Yes. It's like those clicking... Uh, you know, yeah, it's like a ball balls. swinging and it hits the other ball and they just it's never ending. Yeah, so like even just having two of those on stage and then he's got another silver ball that he can juggle, he starts two Newton's cradles going, so when it swings, he's catching them while juggling the third ball, so he's kind Whoa. of like doing a whole thing. Like that's, that's at the start of the show, and it gets crazier from there. So it's, oh, wow. <laughs> it's like all of these amazing, like just I, I was so inspired by his creativity and doing all these ways because i mean it's just a standard everyone knows thinks they know juggling you're juggling clubs you're juggling balls you're doing a standard cascade but then he's adding other elements from outside in new ways i've never seen i'll give one away because it's just i was mind blown by this um he has um like these juggling balls that must have some sort of technological switch in it. So whenever he catches them, it activates a like remote trigger. And he's got a table of different percussion instruments that are also hooked up to like little receivers. Oh, wow. So when he's catching the balls, it's activating the percussion. So it's all about the rhythm. And it's just like my jaw was dropped. You, he couldn't tell because my I had a mask. Right. <laughs> but it's like this whole second half of the show is all of the strange, weird, artistic elements of juggling. And I was like, how does one person get this creative and do so many things I'd never seen? And I right. think that's just such a great lesson, especially with us as we create magic and so forth it's like you can get in a rut of seeing what other people are doing and just knowing like oh that's the way this is done and trying things and kind of repeating the way um you know our artists are you know kind of not copying but inspired by other artists and and just be like this is the way this has to be done but if you're just like oh think outside the box what other outside elements can i add that just makes this to a whole nother level i think that's a, a goal to constantly be trying to achieve Absolutely, it is. Yeah. Um, so it has my highest recommendation to go see this reflex show and just mind boggling. There's an ending that's just so beautiful. And I'll, I'll tell you more off air probably. I'm so, was... I'm so glad you enjoyed it. That's <laughs> yeah. great. So, Jay, thank you so much for uh, reaching out. And um, uh, yeah. And thanks for being a, a listener. We appreciate having you here. And, and uh, yeah, that's fantastic. I. Uh, and uh, thank you for sending me a note to let me know how opening night went and everything, too. That was really nice and great. And, you know, I felt part of it without even being able to be there. It's great. Yeah. It's just even like 
everyone thinks juggling as like throwing up and catching things. Even when he's just like letting things fall, it's just so beautiful the way, you know, he tosses the rings and they just go off. Uh, you know, to the side in a beautiful pattern and just not worried right. about catching them all the time. And it's right. just so amazing to see. I'd love to see something like that. I, I don't think I've seen a like a full juggling show since Michael Motion. Yeah, and uh, I, I will say there was a really another amazing thing he talks about briefly of just like art and breaking out of those patterns and the norm. And he mentions, uh, you know, John Cage, the uh, the musician and uh, Duchamp. And just like, I love that kind of postmodern feel to, you know, that whole style of breaking the norms, breaking all the rules and doing things that, you know, have a higher meaning than just like what's uh, essentially there. And it reminded me of, uh, I wrote a one of the best essays I ever wrote. I'm so mad I don't have because it was on a standardized test and it was oh comparing <laughs> comparing aleatoric music of like John Cage, which is like very random. So he just sets the parameters and anything that happens in that parameter is part of the music uh, versus like, this is going to get real nerdy, like uh, <laughs> Schoenberg's like serialism of like where you're uh, you know, mapping out the entire piece in this very mathematical, weird way so it sounds atonal, and how that r- relates to the audience and the artist, uh, the performer, and the composer, and that triangle between the three. And I was just like getting in my head about all this like crazy theory about art and what it is, and you know, that relationship between you know the performer and the audience and what the experience is. And I just I was like, oh, I really wish I had that essay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Now it's getting nerdy. We're like almost a half hour in. Now it just got nerdy. Not the part where we were talking about magic or juggling or you doing tech work at a at a gig in Georgia or any of that or John Cage. That once you got to this point, yeah. that's when at the moment we got Fair. nerdy yeah, a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> well, uh, go see Jay's show is what I'm saying. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we're having a blast with that. Should we switch gears, Matt? And uh, I think it's around that time. Should Let's we, do it. L- should we jump into some riddles? Because there's more for us to talk about. But it's time for Diddle Me This. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt? Riddles. A man is sitting in his cabin in Michigan. Three hours later, he comes out of his booth in Texas. How is this possible? A man was sitting in his cabin in Michigan. Three hours later, he comes out of his booth in Texas. How is this possible? A man was sitting in his cabin in Michigan. Mm-hmm. <sighs> cabin in Michigan. Three hours later, he comes out of his booth and is in Texas? Yes. Is there a Michigan, Texas? Not that I know of. Okay. But that is a good outside the box thinking. Okay. He's in Is there a cabin. Texas, Michigan? <laughs> I think that Yeah, right. Too. Yeah, that's the uh, my next question. <laughs> He's in his cabin in Michigan. 3 hours later. I don't believe there's any way to get Oh, no, that's not true. You you can fly from Texas to Michigan probably in about three hours, can't you? Yeah, maybe. And they call it the cabin and the airplane. 
So could he be on the airplane in Michigan, fly down to Texas, and on his way out the airport, he finds a defunct phone booth, and he stands in that, and then he exits the phone booth. <laughs> I think in this case, uh, booth and cabin are interchangeable, and they're just like, uh, they're oh, it's not it relevant the to the riddle. No, they're calling. They're, they're. I think booth is just they didn't want to repeat cabin twice. So they're, does it you know, work if you booth. say cabin? Yeah, twice. Mm-hmm. Well, let me try that. So the man is in his cabin in Michigan. Three hours later, he steps out of his cabin in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, so he just hopped on a flight. More. I need you to be more specific. How is it possible? Um, it, well, the Wright brothers <laughs> created <laughs> uh, uh, flying. So he's, he's specifically what? Who is he? Well, the pilot? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but why why does he have to be the pilot now? Uh I guess just cabin and booth are kind of they're they're assuming that is uh like like the cockpit, I guess, right? So okay. he's he's stepping out, he's like opening his door. I like, gotcha. But I guess like they do call where the passengers sit the cabin, right? They do all the all time. Right. Cabin huh. pressure, blah blah blah. Yeah. I might say it. This might be a butt riddle. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's riddle about cockpits. Pretty, pretty straightforward. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done, Matt. You got that right. Uh, let's jump over to trivia. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready. Time to use his wit. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Trivia, pressure, trivia time. I'm ready. Okay. Now, I've been informed before we came on that I have asked you the same question twice (laughs) in two different episodes. So we apologize for that. We are still working on our back catalog (laughs) database so we can check against previous riddles. Uh, Maybe we just didn't think we'd be going this long, doing this many episodes. Yeah, (laughs) right. So I will make sure that I'm giving you a question now that I have not asked before. And in the theme Mm -hmm. of nerdiness i'm going to ask you a tech question uh, involving computers Mm. okay do you want a question about portable computers Mm -hmm. or computers and chess i feel like we might get both so whichever one Uh, (laughs) what do you think i'm gonna do both (laughs) yeah (laughs) well do you have a preference uh let's do the one with chess because i think i already know what the answer is I'll be do starting I, with the one about portable computers. Do, do, you to, do you want me to guess the answer for the chess one? Yeah, let's hear it. Well, first of all, guess what the question was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, uh, what is the name of the, the computer that beat Gary Kasparov? It, that depends. Is Gary Kasparov, Kasparov a world champion chess player? Yes. Then that is the question, except is it, yours is more specific. <laughs> the fact that I knew who the chess champion was. This is so embarrassing. Okay, for me, is I this, keep going. Is this the mind-reading element coming into play? Maybe. It could be. Is one of the options... Which I think is the correct answer. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm stalling a little bit in case people want to guess as well. Right. Uh, but is it a uh, deep blue? Is Option that... C would have been deep blue. <laughs> and if I click on it, it only confirms that you are correct in '97. <laughs> Gary Kasparov. Yes. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Yeah, give me the category. I'll tell you the question. <laughs> This is crazy. Do you even want the other question? I mean, I've never seen a performance like that before. 
We have not set this up. Let's just let's say that. No. Uh, that, uh, that would actually be a really good thing you could do. You could be like, uh, just uh, pull up a, you know, Google a trivia question. <laughs> and don't tell me what it says. Give me a couple of keywords. Okay, mm-hmm. I think the question is. <laughs> now, this is interesting. Um, uh, this is a little tangent. Uh, but uh, Mindvention is going on right now, which is a mind readers convention. It's happening online. And, uh, oh, I was going to say, that's usually in Vegas. Is it here? Yeah, yeah. The, just for the second year in a row, it's all online and virtual. And uh, it was a who's who of other mentalists. And I, I was a little like, I was like, oh, all my friends are lecturing. I don't really have a lecture or anything. So I wasn't like bummed. I wasn't, you know, asked or anything. But um, uh, my buddy Spidey uh, lectured and he kind of brought me into his lecture a little bit to talk about technique, which was nice. So I got to be a part of it in a way. But the yeah. fun part about those conventions is hanging out after the fact and, right. um, you know, jamming on ideas. And we were kind of just on a Zoom gathering with attendees and hanging out and uh, started playing like trivia games because of all the board games behind me, uh, just because we were, you know, just hanging out. And uh, I was like, well, that kind of ties back into mentalism, too, is why we I love the the section of our podcast, too, is I love trivia. It's like if you know a lot about things, you can use that, your knowledge, to enhance reveals or make guesses or make predictions like we just did. And it's just about having that curiosity to find out about things. You don't have to necessarily be an expert in everything but at least you know have a have a foot in your door and all these kind of topics so that you can at least you know talk about something that relates to whatever comes up so like living life is so important for not just mentalism mm-hmm. but anything right i mean yeah. you, you it'll affect the songs that you write if you're a songwriter mm-hmm. it'll affect the magic you do if you have experience in real if you have an interesting textured life outside of magic it's going to make your magic more textured and interesting same thing for mentalism and it's, even uh, even in juggling like jay's show he's pulling uh, outside sources from what he knew from juggling to then create these new pieces so it's like having yes. all of this it's um in improv, there was like this, uh, a lot of improvisers would see improv shows and uh, then just their improv became about improv. It's like the snake right. eating its own tail, right? So right. same thing is if you're only watching mentalism shows as a mentalist, you're not getting outside sources. Uh, there's a There was a great um, lecture about creativity uh, that um, a, a fantastic Pittsburgh mentalist uh, Rick Ma did where he was talking about just that have outside sources that inspires your art uh, so that you can then you know take it to that next level and it helps with creativity and so forth so uh, trivia is definitely one of those tools that I use of just trying to be curious about the world and in having a knowledge and it does help me uh, in my career as well so isn't it amazing we've we've gone you know so far we're in our 84th episode and you know, somewhere along that way, we found our footing where we talk a lot about this stuff that mm-hmm. you and I both, you know, are deeply interested in. Yeah, yeah. And and it just feels like you haven't we haven't scratched the surface. I mean, it <laughs> no. just feels so endless, mm-hmm. and it feels like you know, for anyone who has an interest in um, this performance stuff, it's like I think you have to maintain that interest in the basics, right? Um, but but also be willing to go outside of it. It's it's just a it's just a fascinating thing that here we are, eighty four episodes in, and it's like we're not talking about headlines of you know what happened today in the news or or what's what's going to happen tomorrow. But I mean, a lot of times we come back to this same topic 
but it always feels fresh except on the rare occasions where we reiterate things yeah <laughs> like, like you it, mentioned i think at the top of this episode right did like, you say that uh yeah yeah like our bank <laughs> episode just happened to touch upon a lot of the things we, right. we talked about the prior week episode i think uh the, the prior week episode some some of it was a little bit more eloquent because as we you know time passes we become more refined in some of our right ideas but i mean that was too. accidental and it was, it was so a bank that happened to air yeah weeks later right after we had revisited it anyway yeah, yeah. uh it's really cool. It's but, really cool. But there was diff- there was, I will say in our bank episode there were different talking points too that you kind of highlighted around. Oh, I'm sure. Know, yeah, of course. Well, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, is yeah, like yeah. it's a you know, I think at some point when I was young and learning magic, I I actually thought you know, someone could learn all the tricks. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I was learning and absorbing mm-hmm. everything I possibly mm-hmm. could, and then at some point I smartened up and realized no, no, that's that's not what this is about. That's not how this works. There's just so much out there. And, and that's is, just tricks. And it is important to revisit and come back and like touch upon oh, things totally. and see where you are at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the key is just to have that curiosity and like we're always both want to be lifelong learners mm-hmm. and figure out everything we can about this performing arts or just the world in general and just to you know I think you kind of hit a rut and you're kind of stuck when you're like I got it all figured out right no, and, yeah, uh, right, yeah right. we're both kind of trying to always inspire ourselves to like what is that next step what can we learn more and speaking of learning more since we teased it what's that other trivia question Matt okay <laughs> here we go now it's not gonna be as impressive of me knowing the question before but no i want to hear it now <laughs> oh boy I, I i really just i hope you get it after all this all right <laughs> what was the first portable computer called oh the first portable computer and i have four options for you uh give me the options okay epson hx20 mm-hmm. cray one okay C-R-A-Y space one. Well, I don't know if it's a one or like a Roman numeral one or an I. I'm not sure what sure. that is. All right. Yeah. Osborne one. Okay. Same thing. It's just yeah. like an I. Yeah. Uh, which differs from the last choice, which is IBM 5155. Mm. And I don't know the answer. So if I did any emphasis on anything, sorry. <laughs> I don't know the answer to this off the top of my head. Um I feel like it's one of those Easter eggs that a lot of uh, like Pixar that obviously works through Apple and all this stuff. Uh, they I feel like they reference a lot of these kind of old tech. But again, it was I I know more modern tech mm-hmm. stuff. Off just my gut, I want to feel like in the back of my head, like it feels like I might know. Like it just felt right when you said it was the Epson one uh, interesting so epson space hx hyphen 20 yeah so i don't even have an inkling but is that what you want to go with yeah i could be totally wrong but again if i'm wrong we learned something new we did next time (laughs) all right here we go we're gonna press the button and see what we get well it's on mute but it is not correct (laughs) (laughs) i'll do it on my end (laughs) okay i did my duties to mute the phone so this is portable computer. Okay. So yeah, that it says, is what was the first portable computer? That might be where I'm tripping up because Okay. Portable. Hmm. So that's the options the, are yeah. Cray, Osborne, IBM five one five five. Let's go with Osborne. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Your phone's still on mute. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. In 1981, Osborne hmm. Computer introduced the world's first portable computer. So that's going back, 81. Yeah, yeah. That's before we were here. Good. Um, weighing almost 24 pounds. Imagine carrying that around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we do. We carry my two dogs, which is probably about 24 pounds combined. <laughs> Still not as heavy as my brother's cat. That is 50 There you pounds. go. <laughs> That's a callback to like episode one, I think. I think that is a callback to episode one. The Osborne um, one wasn't very portable by today's standards, but it was mm-hmm. light enough to carry and could fit under an airplane seat. Uh, mm, what do you think it sold for, roughly? No. Oh. I have no idea. About seventeen hundred, uh, eighteen hundred bucks. I was gonna say two, two grand. Yeah, uh, came with oh. a five-inch display, modem port, uh, floppy drives, battery pack, and sixty-four kilobytes of memory. Wow. And this might be the nerdiest episode we've ever done, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> that is saying a lot. But next time someone thinks of their favorite brand of portable computer as a mentalist, I'll know. Right. Uh, I'll be like, Osborne? And then they'll be like, yeah, <laughs> uh, but, And uh, one person in the audience will go, wow, yeah, knows exactly. the Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> now, because it was brought up twice, I wasn't going to get into this uh, uh, necessarily, but um, because the riddle was uh, flying themed and then you just mentioned, you know, carrying on this laptop or portable computer on a plane uh i had something strange happen on my flight on my way down to georgia and i never happened before um we land i usually nap on planes right so i have no Mm -hmm. idea what's going on during it um but um they say all right everyone we need you to stay in your seats and i'm like okay that's strange and they oh i'm in the front like row so i can see when they open up the door there's a cop outside the door <laughs> oh no and i'm like what happened and i was like oh man and then they're like all right is everyone in their seats and they're like yeah <laughs> i didn't say that the flight attendant said that and then they're like all right we need to see seats this 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 come with me and a bunch of these teenagers all got up and like were escorted off the plane and then I saw them in the terminal. It was like a one-gate terminal, so it was hard not to miss anyone in that terminal. And they were all just being, like, interrogated by the uh, the cop. Now, I was like, what could have been happening? So I was, like, listening around and just trying to hear what other passengers were saying or whatnot. And I pieced it together. Apparently, this was all just because the teens were um, kept lowering their masks and turn around and chatting with each other. And uh, my uh, guess was something to do with a mask. Yeah. I, it hadn't happened to me. I've flown quite a bit since the pandemic. And this is my first time of just seeing like people non-complying with the mask mandates. And I mean, federal regulations, they even say like uh, uh, going against flight attendant instructions is cause for, you know, right persecution or uh it's it's an offense so i guess that was what's happened on my flight and it just was crazy and i slept through all of the the michigas i guess but um uh but i was like what is happening and just uh, just a reminder we're still in this and uh if you're flying follow the rules and because we want to we want to be done with this yeah different (laughs) states have different rules what are you gonna do you know i was just in florida and that, you know, it's 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 not a mask place. Now I'm in Nevada, it's a mask place. It just yeah. depends where you are, at least, at the very least, you know. 
follow the rules, just listen to the the people that are trying to you know, do their job on a plane. Right, like, exactly. Like, I feel so bad. You know, yeah. it's like they don't they don't want to deal with this. They didn't sign up for dealing with all these unruly passengers. Right. Right. So, and anyway. at the time that they signed up to be a flight attendant, they probably didn't sign up to deal with the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chances exactly. are they've been in it for a bit. So, yeah. Anyway, that was a fascinating. That never happened to me before, I don't think. <laughs> no, no. I would have thought it was like something bigger right. you know, at first. And then it felt like I was that. thinking, don't was... tell me it's what I think it is. And sure enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what else is happening with you, Matt? I did a podcast. That was fun. I uh, oh. did one at the Win. Nice. So. Um, it's called Insight, and it's 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 pretty neat. Um, and they've had some other Vegas folks on it. I guess I don't know if it always does it at the win, because um, mm-hmm. I know the host Chris, uh, great guy, flew in Emmy Award winning by the way. Oh, great! Uh, flew in uh, from L.A. and they have a great studio at the win, which is really nice, and that's where we recorded it. But I know they recently had um, Carrot Top and some others on there. Um, and you know what's cool is it's a podcast where he kind of talks to um, not just performers, but sometimes athletes or business folk or whomever, and like kind of gets into their process a little bit. Oh, great! I love so that. like that. Was, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it was cool. I'm always fascinated by people's process. I know you mentioned that. that a lot. So, but yeah, so it it, it was cool. And uh, so yeah, just a, another thing going on, you know, so, so to, to get done before I. Uh, had to had to fly out. So, so insight is it the episode out? Can we listen to it? Not somewhere? not yet. So, okay. um, but I, I just figured you know, I'd mentioned that that we did it. But yeah, no, I don't believe it's out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in the can, if you will. So yeah, it'll be. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe out in the coming weeks or something. I feel like we're just doing plugs because uh, my, my I did a podcast as well that dropped. Uh, already. Now we didn't plan to no. put these two together at, <laughs> all. at all. This is great. <laughs> so you can actually listen to uh, the Penguin Magic podcast hosted by Eric Tate, uh, and he interviews a bunch of magicians and mentalists and mystery performers. And I was on the latest one, and oh, they're short. Mystery performers? Did we just go there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mystery performers. You don't know right. that term? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's I a mean, catch-all. It's a catch-all. We, we made it a little more nerdy than it already was. I just felt that was appropriate for this episode. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Continue. Uh, there are short episodes. They're only about a half an hour long, and he breaks up segments. Uh, the interviews uh, fairly short, uh, but he also does, does other segments with um, uh, other like uh, past interviewers. Do a segment where they talk about like their favorite book. Uh, it's virtual. That. You did it. it? We did it virtually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, you can hear I, I mention I talk about uh, my mentor Bob Cassidy and uh, the influence he had on me. And uh, yeah, it's a fun fun interview. So check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Very cool. I got to see a, um, you mentioned Bob Cassidy. I, I got to see a mentor of mine while in Florida, Bill Malone. Oh, amazing! And how was um, that? Oh, it's just great. We have such a great time um, hanging out and just. Uh, jamming on magic you know and uh mm-hmm. i always always uh love you know I, I i learn a lot from him over the years and um i i was working on one piece of magic that i shared with him and uh his advice is always sort of um honest which is exactly what you want mm-hmm. and and there's always something to correct it's never just that was perfect you know there's always right. something especially with someone who knows as much as he knows mm-hmm. and uh i find this funny because it's just so honest and like straightforward so like after we had hung out for most of the day, I said, you know, I got to write down a couple of these things so I don't forget, you know, a couple of the things I learned today. 
Well, he said, well, first and foremost, write this down. That trick we worked on, Mm -hmm. write down, make it look like magic. (laughs) 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 But let me explain because Uh, it's not a joke. I love that. (laughs) Right. And I love it too because he's not wrong. You know that thing you're doing it? Make it the thing you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, but no, this is a thing that I've always come back to over mm-hmm. the years. I mean, I, I am fast. I talk fast. Yeah. I move fast. My cadence is fast. And mm-hmm. it's my nature to be fast. And, um, you know, uh, since I was young, one of the things I've tried to do, mostly because those who I respect in, in Magic have always said, Matt, slow down. You take mm-hmm. a beat here. Do this. Yeah. You know, but it, it's something I to this day work on and I'll watch myself uh, as we have to do mm-hmm. watch myself perform something back on video and I got ah, to pause there oh right. got to take an extra beat here that's like almost always the first thing that I notice sure anyway um, if you go through things too quickly uh, even moves and movements of the hands placing one thing from one place to the next uh, a lot of times people can walk and go well, wow you have really fast hands which isn't the experience of magic Right, right. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's really good sleight of hand. Like, yeah, that's okay for like certain things, but um, when you really are sort of creating magic and you're doing a, a routine from start to finish, you want people to feel moments of magic, and it's hard to do that when you're moving so quickly that we just feel like it's so fast we can't follow it. Is different than experiencing like um, mm-hmm. a magic effect. So yeah, make it look like magic. It was uh, such great advice, honestly, even though it sounds like um, you know an insult. <laughs> 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 that that's that's really great and it reminds me of uh things that i'm always constantly working on and my mentalism too is because sometimes you're doing techniques and they might not catch the technique but they're like oh we know something happened there even though we can't describe it right and similar like if you're doing sleight of hand it's like wow you just were so fast i couldn't see what you're doing but i know right. something was happening but it's that next step of like not even having them think about that and just experiencing the moment of awe that's supposed to come from and remembering what the audience's perspective is because it's that elusive thing of, you know, especially doing it for so long, you can forget, like, it's really about the wonder. It's mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. creating those moments that are like, wow. And, uh, you know, we can we can get caught up in the technique or feel that guilt sometimes of like oh i need to do this fast so they don't see it but sometimes sometimes your biggest giveaway yeah it's it's the tell and i think sometimes just slowing down and taking your time even even if even if you flash a technique like i feel like at that speed it could be so powerful that it's like because they're so focused and intense on what's going to happen next that they'll miss any any slight (laughs) well well, put it this way put it this way um you know you can flash something subtly Mm -hmm. without changing your movements and and keeping at the same pace and from across Mm -hmm. the room i won't see it if you suddenly speed up yeah i see that from across the room as does a lay person so yeah Yeah, you know what i mean true yeah yeah, even if you just tense up in a certain way Mm -hmm. oh here comes the pass you know yeah yeah it's um it's a a difficult little art form we're, we're in here Absolutely. Yeah, that's fascinating. That's great. I'm glad. Make it I'm, look like magic. I, I love those blunt notes, though. I always. Oh, me I, too. Whenever no, you, like, I, whenever I was you like, get thank a you. Yeah. I'm like, just give it to me straight. You don't have to sugarcoat yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. So, yeah. That's where I'm at. And make it look like magic is not a bad title, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that already. <laughs> so do you have goals and stuff? 
Yeah, I, I wanted to get into this. Uh, or what, what are our goals from last time? Even there was just so many. Uh, con- you were continuing writing on the outline, maybe. Oh, so it, I actually wrote out the scripts, typed them out, man. Great. Typed them out and used them. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, great. So helpful. So helpful to do. And what are you? What are you working on for next week? Um. Well, I, I was just uh, let's 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 get the uh, trip to L.A. sorted out. You know, got the mm. got the stuff in L.A. Um, couple segments to uh, finalize for that, and uh, Great. make sure those go well. Yeah, I was uh, just focusing on making shows going well and getting into the rhythm of performing. And again, just again, I'm so happy that uh, work is more consistent now from last month, you know, that downtime, because I'm feeling so much more in the flow and rhythm and my shows are getting better. And again, I'm always envious that you get to do your show night after night after night just to make those tweaks and it just becomes second nature. So uh, again, I felt like I got the rust off. I was back in my element, which was good. Um, I posted this on um, uh, social media, just a random post, and it was a reminder for myself, but anyone else who wanted it. So I guess my goal, this is my goal, was to just like put down your phone and pick up that book that you haven't read, you know? (laughs) So (laughs) when you find yourself just scrolling, be like, oh, I could be using this time better, uh, and I have a whole bookshelf of things I should be reading. Uh, But that's that's part one of my goal. The other part of my goal is because I've kind of felt a little bit of that uh, creativity coming back, uh, partly because I started, and I want to give this a plug, um, I, I'm only through the first part There's of the three-part course of our friend Nate Staniforth has a whole uh, course on creativity and oh, coming cool. up with magic tricks. And uh, I've... Uh, I, I'm not the only one, but many of them called him like the Bob Dylan of magic in a way because he's so like uh, homegrown in a way and that acoustic, you know, uh, earthy feel to him uh, and just that pure magic that he goes for. And I just love, again, this goes into me uh, loving to learn about people's processes. And he goes through a whole course of how he creates magic. Very cool. I'm at the beginning part where it's just, again, this ties into Jay's reflex juggling show as well of uh, the first part of his creativity course is about uh, listing everything you know uh, in terms of magic and then just seeing if you can draw connections and combine things in a new way. Rather than starting from scratch, uh, let's start by combining two ideas and see if that brings something new, almost like remixing, right? Um, And sampling Mm -hmm. and so forth. So I'm in that phase of the course. So my goal is just to continue through the creativity course and see what uh, stems from it. I brought three books to Florida and bought a novel at the airport. Didn't b- open a single one while I was there. So I feel your pain. I love, I love, I do that a lot is just take my books on a trip just so they get out of the house every once in a while. Yeah, you got to let them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to check out Nate Staniforth's uh, course, I believe it's just on his website. Uh, Nate, just just Google it. If you if you want to learn about creativity, check it out. Nate Staniforth. Maybe we'll have him on at some point too. We keep saying Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But uh, yeah. Nate's a great guy. Uh, plugs, Matt. We did a little already, but what else? What else you got? You I got think I had something. That podcast you did. No, check it's out. not out yet. You can check out the podcast I did with uh, Eric Tate for Penguin Magic. Is that out? That's out? That is out. Okay. Uh, you can visit me at ericdittleman.com if you want to Yeah, mattfranco.com. Let's go with that. Mattfranco.com. You can buy tickets to see Matt in Vegas. And I've been going ham on TikTok. 
You've been going ham on TikTok. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If you're not on TikTok, uh, if you're not if not on mine, get on there. We're having a good time over there. Uh, check out some social media from both of us <laughs> <laughs> at Matt Franco with one T uh, at E Diddleman D I T T E L M A N and our own the podcast social media Mind mm-hmm. uh, Magic Pod on all the socials. You can check us out at mindovermagicpodcast.com and write us an email. Uh, we do have a couple of emails that can, just recently came in. We're going to get to them uh, down the line. Uh, but thank you. Keep sending in questions or thoughts. Uh, send us funky messages to our yes. socials, and we'll get to them. But, uh, Matt, what do you say? Anything else? Uh, do we do, miss are anything? Are we still doing our old ending or no? <laughs> we are not. We got an email. That's one of the emails we got. <laughs> that, 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 that already got X'd. That already well, got I, knew, I knew we were using it incorrectly. That was kind of the play on words. Yeah, so we were saying over because we don't cover over. <laughs> We cover right, ma- we have mind over magic. We cover yeah. the magic in the mind, but where's the over? So I say this podcast is over. Now here's the problem with that. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Whatever happened to Yes And? We had some <laughs> CB radio fans <laughs> write in saying, because CB radios, and this is another fun fact, you could use this in our knowledge and constant learning, uh, CB radios are one-way transmission. So in order for the other person to communicate, you ha- they have to know when the person on the other end has let go of the button and is no right. longer talking. So they right. say over just to do their line of dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever they're they're gonna say. So you say the, over first. So you no, you say what you're gonna say and then you say over, and right. now you know it's your turn to speak. So it's yeah, kind I of got a, it. It's a prompt for you. No, I understand. Go, and then I you think say it works over, good. And then, but when you're signing off, you use a different word. Oh, because you say over and out. So oh. out is when you hang up. <laughs> so should we do that? That's what we're doing. Should we say over and out? I'm going to say mind over magic. You say over and out. Okay. This is getting real CB radio talk here. This, podcast. This, has been mind, this has been mind over magic. Over and out. I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. It was better than nothing. <laughs> <laughs>